If it wasn't for him, none of us would be here tonight. Amen. We don't, Amen. I, 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 I don't want to imagine where I would be without him. Amen. Amen. Um, or probably dead or in jail. Amen. Or, 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 or worse. Amen. Amen. But uh, thank God that he intervened in all of our lives. We all had an intervention, amen, by the Holy Spirit, and which brought us in to this uh, marvelous light, amen. So uh, I'm appreciative that God made himself known to me, amen. And uh, God is uh, more real today than he's ever been in my life, amen. Uh, and, and God has a way of uh, making himself real, uh, even when... There are those around you that they can't see it. Amen. They're, they're unbelievers that they just can't see it. But yet God allowed us to see his light. Amen. Praise God. Uh, uh, tonight uh, we start on lesson 30, which is uh, the 16th chapter of the book of Romans. Amen. We're almost at the finish line uh, for the book of uh, Romans. Amen. This has been an exciting uh, journey. Amen. And, and I'm... Uh, uh, excited to get into it tonight. I'm not sure if we'll finish tonight because we've uh, been averaging uh, two nights uh, per chapter, but that's all right because uh, uh, we're, we're chewing it down, amen. We're uh, taking time to digest and ruminate and, and, uh, and think about the Word a little bit and not just trying to uh, blow through the each uh, a chapter just to get done. Amen. I want I want to get fed. I don't want to just uh, get 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 done through the uh, through the word. Amen. Uh, I would like to begin tonight uh, with, just with prayer. Amen. Uh, just a just a short prayer to focus our hearts and minds upon the Lord, upon His Spirit, and upon His Word. Amen. Lord Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight in Jesus' name. Lord, we come to the throne of grace, Lord, to ask you, Lord, to open up our hearts and minds that we may be, be able to understand and perceive what thus saith the Spirit of God. And Lord, we pray, Lord, uh, for spirit and truth, for your word and your spirit to work together in our hearts and in our minds to give us understanding and help us, O oh God, for the day and the hour that we live in, Lord, that we may be prepared and equipped, O oh Lord, to fulfill the mission that God has given us all. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, at this time, I'd like to, to actually read the Word of God. I think it's important that we uh, just refresh ourselves uh, in, in the Word of God. Uh, in chapter 16 of the book of Romans, beginning at uh, verse 1. Uh, let's read this together. I commend to you Phoebe, our sister who is a servant of the church in Sincrea, that you may receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints. Let me just stop right there. Why? Why did he go this extra mile to say, receive her in the Lord? Amen. It, was that really necessary? I mean, she was a Christian, right? Just I, I don't want to answer those questions right now. I just want to... Uh, throw something in the pot just to stir it up a little bit. But why? Why, why, why uh, make all this fuss to receive her uh, in, in a manner worthy of the saints? She was a saint. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, continue. And assist her in whatever business she has need of, of you. For indeed, 
she has been a helper of many and of myself also. Greet Priscilla and Aquila. Let's stop there for a minute. You might have, may have heard of these folks back in the book of Acts. Amen. They, uh, they were evangelists, husband-wife team. They, uh, they introduced uh, uh, Apollos uh, to the more perfect way. Amen. So uh, they, they were evangelists. Amen. They, they did a great work in their time. Amen. Uh, let's continue. My fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their own necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Greet my beloved Epinetus. Okay. <laughs> Some of these Greek words are hard to get out. Uh, who is the first fruits of Achaia to Christ? Greet Mary, who labored much for us. Greet Andronicus and Junius, my countrymen and my fellow prisoners, who are of note among the apostles, who also were in Christ before me. Greet Amplius, my beloved in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and Stachus, my beloved. Greet Apellus, approved in Christ. Greet those who are of the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my countrymen. Greet those who are of the household of Narcissus, who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, who have labored in the Lord. Greet the beloved Persis, who labored much in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. Greet uh, Asyncritus, Phlegon, uh, Hermas, Patrobus, Hermes, and the brethren who are with them. Greet Philologus and Julia, Nerus and his sister Olympus, and all the saints who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ greet you. Now, I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses, contrary to the doctrine which you learned, and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. For your obedience has become known to all, Therefore, I am glad on your behalf, but I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace, oh, let's, let's, oh hold on now. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for that. Amen. It's about time. Amen. I, I am sick of that devil. Amen? Praise God. Let's continue. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Amen. Timothy, my fellow worker, and Lucius, Jason, and Sosipater, my countrymen, greet you. I, Tertius, who wrote this epistle, greet you in the Lord. Gaius, 
My host and the host of the whole church greet you. Erastus, the treasurer of the city, greets you. And Cordus, a brother, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began. But now made manifest and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations according to the commandment of the everlasting God for obedience to the faith. To God alone wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Amen. We made it through. Amen. Amen. Some of those Greek names were uh, a little hard. <laughs> Amen. But we got through it. Romans chapter 16. It's the closing of a letter. The Bible says that Jesus, when he did his earthly ministry, did so many miracles and signs and wonders in his ministry that the, all the books of the, uh, of the world cannot contain them. A lot of the things he did were not written down in the Word of God, but yet Romans chapter 16, God in his own wisdom chose to have these words recorded uh, for eternity and for our benefit. And when we read through Romans chapter 16, what do we get? We get commendations, we get greetings, we get uh, pats on the back and thank yous uh, to, to, to just common people. Why is that? What, what I see in there, I see Jews and Gentiles. I see men and women. Amen. I, I see all kinds of folks. I see there's rich people and there's poor people. There's just common, ordinarily, ordinary brothers. And then there's these high-powered evangelists uh, and, and, and apostles and, and, and all these great people and, and, and just common people. Uh, why is that? And I, I think the Lord has a point to it all. And that's what we're going to try to uncover uh, here tonight. Amen? Praise the Lord. Uh, let's go back to uh, verse uh, 1 and 2 because our questions, uh, first a few questions deal with uh, verses 1 and 2. And it says, I commend you, Phoebe, our sister, who is a servant of the church in Sincrea. Now, Phoebe, uh, according to some uh, commentators, was actually the one who brought this letter. Tertius, uh, Paul uh, dictated it. Tertius wrote it, and uh, Phoebe uh, was the one that actually brought it to them. Amen. She was entrusted uh, with this letter to bring them. And now, we can't prove that. It may or may not be correct, but uh, based upon uh, people with a lot more degrees than I have, uh, that's what they say. At least some of them say. Amen. Because all the commentators don't agree, right? <laughs> they, have, they have opinions. Amen. And they, they base their opinions on the, the, their education and everything that they've learned. And they try to make the best, you know, uh, judgments uh, as they can uh, to assist us to understand the Word of God. Verse 2 says that you may receive her in the Lord in a manner worthy of the saints and assist her in whatever business she has need of you. For indeed, she has been a helper of many and of myself also. Amen. So Phoebe was uh, uh, 
someone who she was more than just an ordinary saint. She was she was someone who was uh, in the fight. Amen. She was part of it. Amen. She she was a, a helper of many. The Bible says and Paul says and of myself also. Amen. So in our questions, question number one says, what kind of qualities did Paul commend in Phoebe? What, what qualities did Paul point out in Phoebe? And who wants to, who wants to take that one? Go ahead, Sister Liz. There we go. <laughs> oh, a good mic now. <laughs> so um, he said that she was a deacon and that she was a huge monetary supporter of Paul and other people who were spreading the gospel throughout the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Now we, we could expand upon that and go to the qualifications of a deacon and, and, uh, or, or a deaconess. Uh, and that, uh, you know, it, Leadership, there's, there's a higher calling, and there's a higher standard set. Uh, so that infers to me that uh, she was uh, of utmost character. Uh, she was committed to the ministry. Amen. So uh, this tell me, tells me that she was, she, she was a good Christian woman. Amen. And that's uh, some of the quality. The, does someone else have, have anything to add to that? Because uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff there to unpack, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. There's a few words there, but there's a lot of unpacking you can do to tell about her quality. I'll, uh, I'll throw in something. Uh, she was, uh, from what I see in the Word of God there, she was a benefactor. She, she helped a lot of other people. Uh, what does that mean? Well, she's willing to invest her time and her resources to help others. Amen. So that, that, that you know, when people start parting with their own stuff and their own time to help people, you know, if it's convenient, that's one thing. But if, it's, if, it, if it becomes a sacrifice and they do it anyway then they're really committed to Jesus. Amen? I think one of the things we can see is that as great as Paul has become, what you learn from these scriptures is without a network, he couldn't do what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes against our thought of modern-day church now where we just let somebody preach and everybody else just sit there and look. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the gospel won't get very far. Right. The reason the gospel got far was because Everybody had a part to play, mm -hmm. and these people were faithful, faithful servants and working in, in the church. Amen. Yeah, and, and if you, th there was a lot of names there. That's a lot of networking. That's a that's a, uh, and, and um, what I, what I want to really point out is, remember, Paul had never been to Rome yet. He had never been to Rome to visit these people, yet he. 
he had already networked with a lot of people that he already knew names and places and dates. He, he, he knew, knew a lot about these people, even though he had never been there. Amen. Why is that? He had an interest in them. Amen. He was interested in who was there. He talked to people from Rome. He talked to the, uh, you know, I mean, he, he may have written other letters. I don't know. Uh, Mm-hmm. And some of them probably traveled to Rome. Uh, so, uh, like Pastor Willie said, there's a there's a real network, a web uh, there, uh, back and forth. Amen. So, uh, when you think about it, Friday night we'll have one night of worship. There's going to be at least five or six churches mm-hmm. that are connected that know each other, and all of us about the same time every week are giving service and praising God and contributing to the place in different places. But we're 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 doing that by intention and design. <laughs> and then we can come together. Yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes we, we discount the importance of partnership. And partnership is important for ministry. Uh-huh. Um, and so I think that's what we all can learn in ministry. How can I partner? What can I do mm-hmm. um, that nobody else can do as well as I can do that, that I can do and, and bless this body? And, you know, we might have the thought, well, you know, I, w- I would do more, but, you know, I- I'm limited. Well, partner up with somebody. Amen. Amen. What was the Bible say that uh, 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 what uh, one can send a thousand to flight, but two can send 10,000 to flight? I mean, that's the, the whole premise of what they call uh, uh, synergy. It's when two come together. With a greater sum than the two, than the, than the sum total of the two. You know, uh, uh, at my workplace, we have a have a little thing on the wall, and it's called. Uh, basically, it's it's a list of things that requires zero talent. Just showing up every day, showing up on time every day, uh, sh- having a good attitude that requires zero talent. You know, and and uh, you know and. Uh, I'm trying to have a good attitude consistently every day, you know. <laughs> it's good to talk, you know, it's easy to talk about having a good attitude when you're in a good frame of mind, you know. <laughs> if you're having a bad day, it's, it's kind of hard to opine <laughs> upon, on the benefits of a good attitude. <laughs> but, uh, amen, the, the consistency, you know, being the same all the time every day. Uh, you know, being the same Christian every day uh, of the week instead of up here one week and down here the next week. Amen. Uh, the, the, I mean, uh, spiritual growth. I mean, because I'm, I'm not trying to say that uh, I'm some kind of spiritual powerhouse. Amen. Because I, I've, I've had those uh, where I'm down here one week and I'm up there the next week and, and I just can't find that. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, 
I'm, I'm sure we've all been on that roller coaster ride. Amen. Uh, I, I like a nice smooth ride. The older I get, you know, I, I like the feel of a uh, of an Olds 98 or a, or a Lincoln Town Car much better than I, than I do a Corvette. You know, Corvette will beat your kidneys to death. Amen. It's fast. Oh man, but <laughs> it's going to hurt. Amen. But so I, I like that nice smooth ride nowadays, and, and I like the same in my spiritual walk too. I, you know, I don't want to be up one week and down the next week. And uh, just growing in God will, will help with that. And studying the Word of God, I mean, this is such a important part of spiritual growth. I mean, you can't grow without getting the Word in you. Amen. It's like trying to grow something without fertilizer, you know. Uh, Pastor Ernie, go ahead. Praise God. Amen. Uh, I mean, we've been hearing in the news uh, about reports of revival uh, a few months ago. started in uh, Asbury College. Amen. And then uh, other college campuses and other churches, they've been having massive revivals. I mean, uh, one place had like, what, 3,000, 3,000 or 4,000 people baptized in one day uh, uh, along the ocean out in California. And so... Uh, uh, I think uh, Times Square the other day had a, a big mass of outpouring. Thousands of people uh, uh, gathered in Times Square out in New York. Amen. Uh, I want to see that in Royal Oak. Amen. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready for an outpouring. I, I, I'm uh, uh, ready to see what uh, old uh, uh, Brother Seymour uh, experienced uh, back in the, the the first part of last century. Amen. This is a brand new century. We need a brand new move of God. Amen. We need a brand new fresh infilling and a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit, amen, in our lives today. Let's move on to uh, question two. Uh, part A says, what two things did Paul ask the Romans to do for Phoebe? Amen. Phoebe, she, she was a giving person, you know, and a uh, uh, good Christian woman, and uh, she's there. I, like I said, uh, some believe that she actually took the letter to the Romans, and, and then Paul's asking them to do something for her. Uh, Pastor Ernie, I think you had your hand up first. Yeah, I think, first of all, he wanted them to receive her, which meant he wanted them to be ready to know that a servant of God was coming there. Mm -hmm. They didn't have to, to vet her. They didn't have to check out her passport because Paul had been there ahead of her, and he sent the letter. And first they need to receive her, but then he went on and said, not only do you receive her, help her with her needs. Help mm -hmm. her get Mm -hmm. I, I think one of the, the things that um, 
by letter, by candidate, or that sort of thing. My question is here. The reason the reason they used the letter and, and, and was because when Christians went from one faith, that was an endorsing of saying mm-hmm. these people are good people and they're good faith mm-hmm. uh, and things right. like that. And although we have larger churches now, um, sometimes I think that's a good thing because I think a whole lot of church hopping would stop if you came to join a church and the pastor said, can I talk to the pastor of the church you left? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, and see how you left mm-hmm. and, and, right. and, and see what kind of person you were there. But oftentimes pastors so much want to get members. Now they just take anybody they can. Mm-hmm. But I think that's important to see that's covering. And that's what that is. He's right. saying, I'm covering them. I'm speaking for them. And, and watch out for her when she gets here. She has my seal of approval. Amen. Okay, uh, well, I see something here. I'm just going to go there. Uh, maybe you think Paul might have uh, uh, thought that because she was a woman that she wouldn't be taken seriously. Because you've got to consider the times. You know, this is 2,000 years ago. Especially in the Jewish tradition, the women didn't do a whole, whole lot in the church or in the synagogue. Or in the temple, you know, I'm, they, they, women did play roles, but they were not uh, major roles. Uh, they were not, uh, you know, taken seriously no. at all. In fact, uh, uh, I, I've noticed how that Jesus, I think Jesus thought, started the women's rights movement. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he gave women, uh, uh, I guess, a uh, Credence, he gave her, uh, there's a word I'm looking for, he, uh, he took them seriously. He didn't, they, they weren't kept in the outer, outer, uh, outer limits, so to speak, amen. They were, some of the women were part of his inner circle. Some of the, uh, the women funded his ministry, amen. Uh, they traveled with him, amen, and the apostles, amen, from, from town to town. So, uh, you know, uh, Jesus is, you know, among many other things, uh, those are probably one of the things that they uh, were pulling their hair out of, about Jesus, you know, because he was doing things a whole lot different. And then Paul, you know, he, he kind of follows. Now, you might be saying, well, didn't Paul uh, talk about women not speaking in the church? Now, now I, th- I think there's a reason for that. And I've, and I've noticed that Paul didn't say that in very many places. It was just the isolated incidents. I don't know. Uh, I, I think it had a lot to do with the culture of the time. I don't know what you think, uh, Pastor uh, Willie. Uh, I mean, I mean there's, I'm sure there's a reason. Uh, you know, there's, there's lots of debate about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Servants or deacons or deaconesses. I think where we where we where we hit a hit a ground is that some people go too far. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And to either side, mm-hmm. where we get to the point where we pretend that there are no differences between men and women. Right. And there are no differences between the roles of the church. Yeah. That God has some roles for men and God has some roles for women. Mm-hmm. But by no means are women second class. Citizens. Right. Right. Exactly. They're a vital part of the church, and and I mean, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. A lot of the greater uh, uh, 
too, it comes from women. Now, God has roles for both, and mm-hmm. there's things in the Bible for that. But I think when people start to say, well, the Bible's misogynistic, no, it's not. Right. I mean, go tell the disciples and Peter, he's talking to a woman. Mm-hmm. And he's doing that on purpose because that verifies the gospel because nobody believed the report of a woman in that day and time. Mm-hmm. So if a woman is saying it, it has a historical significance, and that's why Jesus did it. Jesus has always used the marginalized and those people who, who just society would put as less than. Right. So I, I think that's really what it is. Is Paul has reasons for what he does. Mm-hmm. There, are, there is an order in the church. There is difference between men and women. I can't have a baby. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, and just like there are roles in the family, there are roles in the church. Um, but this is important to know that women are playing a vital role. Right. And you also pointed out on, uh, I think it was just Sunday, uh, how that God is the head of Christ. Yeah. Christ is the head of man. Man is head of the, of, of the wife. Yeah. Amen. The wife is the head of the children. There's, there's an order, uh, a chain of command, so to speak. Mm-hmm. If a woman were to try to do everything without her husband, she can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's not that the man is more, more important than the woman or the mm-hmm. woman more important than the man. Yeah. I think that God is trying to stress that it's a partnership, just like him and the church. Right. Yeah, I was just pointing to pointing myself to that much light on this Brother Jay, but Jay's quiet. And, and, uh, and, it, and I think a lot of times culture is part of the problem because culture goes to both extremes. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, so it does. It, it tries to yeah. diminish, um, and it diminishes roles. Like the very things that women were created that they can do that's special that nobody that nobody else. Can, I can create a baby. I can't create. I can't incubate life for nine months, and if I could, I wouldn't want to. <laughs> I mean, um, there are certain things we've tried to yeah. diminish those things, like a mother's role in a, in a home, how effective mm-hmm. it is for their children. We've we've so pushed that stuff down. And allow culture to tell it what it is that when you that women almost repulse from those things, have a baby, have children, you know, serve in this yeah. or be submissive or do this because of the way it's been framed, not realizing it's just what men said that they work in tandem and they work hand in hand. It doesn't make one person superior over the other. Right. I mean, what if you what if you were the body full of heads and you didn't have no feet? Yeah. I mean, that, that's exactly. Yeah, that'd be a problem. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, plus, you know, women are not the only one told to be submissive. No. <laughs> Everybody, we're all to submit to Christ. Amen. So. And that's what Ephesians 3.20, right before Ephesians 3.20, it's submitting yourselves unto one another. So we should all have a submissive point of mind that we're serving one another. Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's, basically more on roles than it is importance, amen, and it's not levels of hierarchy, and, and yeah. yeah. I think that, you know, the, the scripture, God 
for which they were not designed and the stress of that place is going to eventually crack them mm -hmm. that's why when you have single parent homes and and I'm, I'm, it, 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 you get up and, and people are loud and I have to be the mama and the daddy that's not nothing to be proud of because you're losing the child is losing and a father somewhere who needs to be somewhere with his kid huh. is losing Right. and nobody wins in those situations somebody's getting abused um, because things aren't in order. I think we went down a rabbit trail, but it's a good rabbit trail in the yeah. church because because there's identity crisis outside yes. in the world. We've allowed identity crisis to come inside of the church. Mm. It's like, why were you even talking about this? You think, think about it. Like, some people struggle. Some people struggle with these these issues. Some some people see the gospel and but you know they, they they struggle with the with the things they've heard at the college yes. or in high school from from their you know, uh you know I secular have, teachers i had a conversation with my daughter recently because she's she, she's eight now you know mm -hmm. she's going to be encroaching on the beginning parts of her womanhood and stuff like that very soon Can I have that She's going to be encroaching on the beginning parts of her womanhood very soon. Right now, yes, she's a little girl, but, you know, puberty and all that, that's not far away. Mm -hmm. So we've been having a lot of discussions because in today's society, they tell you you can be anything you want. You can even choose your gender. Well, I don't raise my children that way. So me and my daughter have started having conversations very young about the fact that she is a girl. And mm -hmm. that was by design. God doesn't make mistakes. Right. He chose you to be a female for a reason. Mm -hmm. And we also talk about... What are the beautiful things that come along with her being born a female? Mm -hmm. One of the beautiful things that I've told her time and time again, and she'll tell anybody this, I have a superpower that God gave me. Mm -hmm. And I said, what's your superpower? And she said, I can create life. Mm -hmm. She said, wow. God gave me that power. Mm -hmm. A man can't do that. She <laughs> said, I can do that. When I find a husband and I get married, I can make life. And that's what I get to do as a woman, and that's beautiful. I'm like, yes, it is. And that's what we're missing in today's society. Right. We're not telling our children 
what the importance of their gender roles is. It's not just that you're a man and you rule the roost or you're a woman and you need to shut up and be quiet. That's not what it's about. There are beautiful things that God has given us as men separate from women that we are delegated tasks for for a specific reason. Mm -hmm. And there's no shame in that. Right. Amen. There is no shame in celebrating what God gave you. You were made that way for a purpose, fearfully and wonderfully made. And we need to get back to teaching our children that instead of telling them that they're wrong, and it's okay that you're wrong because you can fix it. Mm -hmm. mm, no, we can't fix it. If you have a problem, God can fix it. But you are who you are because God made you that way. Yeah, and, uh, you know, a lot of times because I said so is not a good answer. Yeah. Sometimes it is. So, some, sometimes, sometimes it's appropriate, but not all the time. And, and a lot of things need to be uh, explained uh, to your children. Amen. Uh, because we, we live in a world, uh, it's real different than when we came up. It's, it's uh, real different than when I came up during the 60s. Amen. Uh, I came up in the middle, middle of, a, of a whole bunch of mess uh, of the sexual revolution and, and all this. And, uh, but it's really, really different today than it was way back then. And uh, we have to deal with these issues. Amen. We need to talk about them. We, need to, we can't sweep them under the carpet. Amen. They're not going to go away. I mean, the, the world is confused. Mm -hmm. Amen. We, we need to figure this stuff out. And studying the Word of God is going to help us to do that. I, I have a firm belief that every answer that we need, it's in there. It, it's in there in some form or fashion. We might have to do a little unpacking to, to figure it out, but it's in there. Amen. Brother Bob, uh, you started to raise your hand. Right. And then you have the woman that with the alabaster box that uh, anointed Peter's feet with that expensive perfume. And the Bible says that all the disciples were filled with indignation. And they, they even, you know, mm -hmm. said, what, to what is this, you know, this was a waste. Amen. Also, we'll throw into the mix because we're <laughs> on a rabbit trail. Uh, Philip had four daughters. Amen. That prophesied. Amen. So there's a time and place for everything. Amen. There's time and place and purpose for everything. So uh, a lot of times we take one scripture and build a whole doctrine on it and not fully understanding everything. Yeah. That's something that giving support in the body of Christ 
um, each one of us have a gift that we can give, mm-hmm. and when we don't support one another, we'll occasionally burn out. Right. And, and so a lot of times we figure if I miss this or I don't do this, or I'll do a little bit less here, so what I won't be missed. But the truth of the matter is everything that you're not doing becomes weight on someone else. Mm-hmm. And, and when you do that, people fizzle out well before their time. It's like putting too much load on the engine. And so when we all work together and support one another, the gospel gets better. Uh, even even I can look point back there. That those 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 people in that team back there, they're taking a weight off. And yeah. and they're they're adding support. Um, and that, that helps. And there are other people working and functioning in many other different mm-hmm. roles that are taking the weight. And we're fixing to have a surprise here come soon that's gonna take more weight. Uh, and and God's <laughs> doing that. So that's why I always encourage people, um, support people in ministry. Support not just the pastor. Uh, when you see Terry doing stuff downstairs, she's doing stuff for kids. That's a vital thing. It just just a simple, hey, what can I do to support you? What can I do to, to help you along in ministry? Or whatever the case may be, uh, it makes a difference. Amen. Absolutely. You know, uh, pastor's only one man. <laughs> but uh, when he gets a bunch of helpers, uh behind the plow uh, that plow is going to move amen yeah. praise god amen uh, yes here is a man yeah i can hear you when he's dressed as a man, mm-hmm. and I think this one is appeared to have a baby. Let me see appearances of babies. Yeah, that's. And you're, and the, you know, in the secular people, they don't want you saying that a man can't have a baby. You know, it, it, it's already here, <laughs> and. Uh, Other than, and I'm talking from a high level, of course, if a young lady can't have a baby, there's in vitro fertilization. That's different. Yeah. But in her nature, in no most cases, she's meant to have a child. Right. So if you have to alter the very nature of what your body says, it's not a natural thing. Right. And, and as a church, we have to we have to stand on truth um, and, and not allow. We have been the world's worst at allowing the world to define what should be said and how it should be said mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So, and then the, and the world is the world's best at wordsmithing stuff to make it sound less dreary yeah. or, or less aggressive. I'll just say it. We, when, you, when they use the word homosexuality, they use that for a reason mm-hmm. because they wanted you to know the severity of it. If they use the word sodomy, they use it for you to know the severity so mm-hmm. what they do is they soften it, and they'll say, well, same gender love. Well, they, they just soften what, what, what it really is. Yeah, um, yeah. Or to use the word, to abort something, <coughs> so harsh and so mm-hmm. mean. So they'll say reproductive health care, which is neither reproductive or healthy. Right. Because you're killing somebody. Healthcare yeah. Healthcare survives somebody. Yeah. This doesn't reproduce, it kills. 
But at some point in time, we've been given the truth. And if we're not careful as the church, we'll find ourselves saying the same things that they teach us mm-hmm. instead of saying things the way God meant them to right. Which means you're going to be peculiar. You're going to be a little ostracized. You're going to look weird to other people. Your, your language is not going to always fit in. Um, but we've Amen. been called to set the example. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Where were we? Well, I think we were on uh, question two, uh, part B. Uh, how do the two requests differ and why are both important? So how, how, how do those, he, he made two requests uh, that she would be welcomed or, uh, you know, by, this, uh, by the, the church of Rome and also to be assisted in whatever she needed. Uh, there was two things. So how do the two uh, requests differ? Sister Liz, go ahead. Um, So the two requests differ because when he says he wants you to receive her kindly, he's talking about being welcoming, being gracious, you know, being loving, Mm -hmm. everything that you would want in a host. Right. He's talking about the positivity and everything like that. But when he's talking about helping her in any way she needs, he's referring to, um, like, you know, what if she comes in and she's like, I really need some prayer. Well, you're going to pray for her. Well, if he Mm -hmm. says, I could really use some food for my travels, you're going to give her food. Oh, my, my shoes broke. You're going to give her shoes. Anything that she could need would be what you would give. So he's calling them to be welcoming and giving, which, is important because those are two qualities that every Christian should mm-hmm. possess. It, it almost sounds like uh, uh, he was instructing them to holistically. Yeah, the whole person. Yeah, the whole person, yeah. you know, or, or, or uh, her emotions <laughs> as well as her physical needs. Brother, I have a question for the group, even the ones in the back. Show of hands, how many people have ever told you their problems or said something was going on in their life? And the very next thing you said was, I'll pray for you. Yeah. I'll be praying for you, right? Yeah. Who's done, who's done that before? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you do anything? The Bible says that why, if somebody says hungry, why would you just say be full? I hope the Lord gives you fo- gives you yeah, some food. <laughs> Could it be a lot of times I'm praying for you is an excuse that we'll receive you, but we won't support you. Mm. Yeah, Pastor, I see you, and I, this is not just because I'm, I'm a pastor. Pastor, I, I see you working hard, and you got my prayers and support. Well, we need we need this much money for the budget to add this. Well, I'll be praying for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, or uh, we need this and this and this, and we love you, Pastor. Well, you know we need volunteers for that. I'm gonna pray the Lord send somebody. You know, I look at the time. I mean, don't we do that? <coughs> we do that. And, and so what he's saying is, don't just be religious. Mm-hmm. Don't just welcome her in, and then when she needs something, pretend like you don't see what her physical needs are. Mm-hmm. Help to take care of the holistic person. That's mind, body, soul, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and that that would be good. Yeah. Liz, I think, Liz, were you about to say something? Um, I was going to say, when I, when I 
encounter situations where somebody is telling me like a hardship that they're having or, or, or anything like that, I usually I try to ask them like, what can I do for you mm-hmm. in this moment? And I would say it's like 50-50, like sometimes they'll be like, well, I'm hungry, I need some food, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a McDonald's right there, I'll go in and get you some food, you know? Yeah. But if, but uh, quite, a few, quite often, you know, you tell, you people know you're a Christian and they ask for prayer. Well, I don't just tell them I'm going to pray for them. I stop right then and there, and I pray for them right then and there. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm in the midst of doing something, if somebody asks me for something, I could at least look up and say, God, can you cover Brother Dave with prayer? Lord, we're asking for that in your name. Amen. It still delivers the point home. We're asking for coverage, right? We're asking for protection. And I've noticed with a lot of people, they'll say, I'll pray for you, but they don't really get around to the praying part. Mm-hmm. Just saying you know, prayers, you know, I'm going to pray for you, but then not doing it is kind of like, you're in my thoughts. You're not thinking about them. Right. You're lying. (laughs) Don't lie. (laughs) Either you're going to pray for them or not. You know, it takes two seconds. Drop to your, you don't even have to drop to your knees. Yeah. Scrub the dish and say All you have to do is say, can we pray right now? Yeah. You know, 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 if they say no, well, you know, keep your promise later, you know. But, uh, yeah. like what Sister Elizabeth said. Wouldn't it be something if we replaced, well, I'll be praying for you instead. What can I do for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That was good, Sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep that in my mind from here on. Yeah. Instead of saying, well, I'll be praying for you. Mm-hmm. No. What can I do for you right now? Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Question three. <laughs> I say that because it's it's ten minutes till eight and we're on question three. <laughs> but hey, there's been some uh, been some good stuff uh, chewed on tonight, though. Amen. In what way does Paul's request on Phoebe's behalf illustrate the principle of Matthew twenty, verses twenty-five to twenty-eight? And can we uh, pull that up? Matthew uh, chapter 20, verses 25 to 28. And uh, we'll just refresh, uh, refresh our memory on that. All right. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. Amen. Among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Amen. It's, it's kind of a different, uh, uh, a different mindset. Amen. Amen. Serving from the bottom up. Amen. Praise God. Uh, so, uh, so keeping that in mind, in, in what way does Paul's request on Phoebe's behalf illustrate the principle of Matthew uh, of what we just read? How, how, does that, how does that convert there? Leif. Uh, Phoebe the, was to come to servant 
right. Amen. He's basically telling them all to be servants. Amen. I can add on to what uh, Leif said. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Paul was showing his support for a fellow believer. And in doing so, what he was doing, he was also helping her to become a better servant. Mm-hmm. And he was being a good servant himself because we're supposed to support one another. Christ has said that many times in the Bible, how we're supposed to be there for one another and support one another through everything. And by him in advance asking for well wishes towards her and well receiving and help and everything like that, he's stewarding to her. Mm-hmm. Right. Amen. And Jesus set that example well in the washing of the disciples' feet. Amen. And But most of all, upon that cross. He served every one of us when he hung on that cross because he took the burden. He took a burden off all of our backs. He took all of our sin. Amen. And gave us a robe of righteousness. Amen. And he had the capacity to say no. He could have said no. He could have rejected uh, the cup that the Father had given him. But no, he uh, chose on our behalf. Amen. Praise God. So he, he, he truly was uh, the greatest servant of all. The king of, the king of glory, the king of this universe was the greatest servant of all. Amen. So he set the example. Question four, from this limited passage, what impression do you have of Paul's view of women in the church? We kind of probably uh, covered that, but can someone read what they had uh, written down for the answer? Brother Ernie, go ahead. Basically, uh, Paul welcomed, because he knew, Paul welcomed the women who had a heart to serve the Lord, and he knew it. So he welcomed them with open arms. Right. He called them fellow Laborers, yeah, amen. Laborers. And also recognize their contributions. I mean, uh, I, I wrote that um, he saw women in the church as equal in Christ and mm-hmm. fully capable of doing the Lord's work as well as the men. Mm-hmm. Because when it comes to spreading the gospel, no one, as long as you have a heart for Christ and you understand the gospel and you're spreading it correctly. Mm-hmm. Right anybody should be able to minister to other people because what one person if you know one person might be willing to hear about jesus from me they might be less willing to hear about it from you or ernie or Mm -hmm. pastor yeah they might be more comfortable with someone who maybe has tattoos maybe they like somebody who has the same ethnicity as them Everybody mm-hmm. has different reasons right. for being more receptive to the information that they're receiving from certain people. But the point mm-hmm. is, is that if we all looked the same, it wouldn't be exactly very welcoming. Right. Why would women want to just walk into this situation that's being overlorded by a bunch of men and there's no women present at all? And they're like, oh, yeah, you can come in here, too. That looks a little shady. If there's <laughs> women in there, too, who are also practicing the gospel and teaching it and things like that, then the women are like, oh, look at that. I can come here, too. I can be part of this. Christ likes me, too. He loves me, too. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's why representation is so important. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting 
Well, just like our church, we got people from a lot of different backgrounds. And I, I kind of see that in Romans 16, a lot of different people with a lot of different backgrounds, yeah. all working together and uh, all being recognized for their contributions. Amen. And uh, so praise God. Uh, mm -hmm. Kind of feels like home. <coughs> Let's move on to question five. And this is from uh, Romans chapter 16, uh, verses 3 to 5. And uh, if you can pull up uh, chapter 16, verses 3 to 5. Okay, here we have uh, verse 3. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their own necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Greet my beloved Epinetris, who is the first fruits of Achaia to Christ. Greet Mary, who labored much for us. Amen. So, uh, verse 5 tra trace the key steps of the developing relationship between Paul and Priscilla and Aquila. And those uh, uh, verses there from Acts chapter 18 uh, and 1 Corinthians 16 and 19 uh, will help with these uh, questions. But uh, for the brevity of time, uh, who has uh, an answer for uh, question five? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's saying that they, they would like to accept the message. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because he, knowing Paul, everybody was trying to kill Paul. Yeah. It's a bad habit, but when you start getting the gospel, people want to do harm to you. Yeah. And uh, so they helped him. Not only that, but we see in, I think it's Acts, uh, where they would help other people, like Apollos did. So basically, they weren't saying, Paul, we're going to pray for you. They risked, they risked their own life uh, for Paul. Amen. Uh, so uh, uh, it was, it was, it was, they went above and beyond uh, what most normal people would do in the sense of uh, fear and danger. Amen. Because uh, fear, fear, uh, fear can do a lot of things to people. Amen. Fear uh, can make you imagine things that were not there. You know, you can get someone all scared up about a, the house being haunted, and they, they'll hear everything. They'll start seeing stuff in no time, uh, just out of sheer fear. Fear, fear can do crazy things to a, uh, to a person. Amen. But yet, uh, when we're, uh, you know, we haven't been given the spirit of fear, but a love, power, and a sound mind, uh, according uh, to the Bible. Amen. So uh, uh, they. they Faced, uh, looked fear in the eyes and put their own lives on the line for Paul. Amen. And then verse, uh, I mean, question six says, what can you discern about Aquila and Priscilla's character, ministry, and spiritual gifting? And it's like another one of those things, we can read that and unpack a lot of things uh, just from uh, those verses. Uh, but they were real stand-up people. They, they, they believed this gospel. 
you know, they, they weren't in the church for a social club or they weren't, you know, lacking socialization, uh, you know, they were in this because of Christ. They were in this because of this gospel. Amen. Right. Yeah. You can't do that in a mud hut. And then question seven, uh, this is one of those introspection uh, uh, questions that, that we kind of look inward and it might be uh, like a rhetorical question or it might be something that you might want to uh, talk about. Can you think of a ministry or opportunity in which God might be calling you to serve as a fellow worker? Well, I'm retired. I can't do anything. What? No, wait a minute. <laughs> No matter what your age in here, uh, Sister Haley, she's probably the youngest one in here. Uh, we all have a mission field. Amen. <laughs> we all have a mission. See, uh, as an individual, we can't reach the whole world, but we can reach our little world, our own circle. We all have a circle uh, of, of people. And we, we all have different people in our circle now our circles might have some of the same people in it but it also has different people uh, there's people that I know that you'll never meet and there's people that you know that I'll never meet amen uh, but we can all reach our own little world amen praise God it is uh, eight o'clock we only made it seven questions uh, <laughs> <sighs> We got uh, 10 more questions to go. <laughs> Amen. But uh, we've, we've covered some good topic, topics tonight. We've uh, talked about some things that a lot of churches don't want to talk about or a lot of people don't want to talk about. Don't, uh, you know, Amen. Uh, we need to talk about, uh, talk about some stuff. Get, get it out in the air. Amen. Uh, because, uh, you know, talking about... Uh, football on Sunday and talking about the, the sitcom from last uh, Thursday or whatever, that's not going to help this world uh, to find Jesus. Amen. Uh, brother, uh, go ahead. Uh, amen. Thank you, brother. That was so great. Listen, this Sunday come up, we're going to have a special Thanksgiving Sunday. We're going to give thanks for our pastor, his family, the church building we have, one another. We're going to give thanks to what God has done in our life. Yes. Uh, Amen. Maybe three or four people get up and give a testimony. God did this for my life and did this change. And we're just going to spend the whole day giving thanks to God. Amen. Amen. No, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I, I'm packed up and ready to go. <laughs> Praise God.
that we can see everybody from all cultures and we literally, as I scan the room, have every age group represented in the church right now, in the room. Um, we've got, except for the kids that are downstairs, we've got teens, we've got young adults, we've got middle age, we've got just above middle age, we've got senior saints, and, and we've got everybody represented in this one room. That's really cool. And we're all learning the Bible together. The Bible is universal. Um, I'm determining which one of which I fit in. <laughs> trying to figure out which one I, am I. I think I'm, I'm closer to the teenagers, I'm, at least in my head. <laughs> but my, my dog looked at me with a snake eye like, no, no, that's okay. But um, we're, we're grateful for that, and thank you for that lesson. There's a lot unpacked in that, and I think that's important to learn identity and learn one of the things that the role of women should not be diminished in the church. It's vitally important in that you see all sorts of different type of people working. Paul was naming single people. Um, Phoebe was single, uh, as far as we know. Um, so he was using married couples. He was using all sorts of people. I was kind of smiling because as I saw how he, before he even said it, I saw how as he was counting out the people, I was thinking, you know what? That sounds a lot like our church. <laughs> it does. We have young people. Uh, people that are in their golden years, people that are single working, people that are married working, people that are, uh, are looking working, all sorts of things, and God's blessing us, and I'm grateful for that. Um, we're going to have a great uh, great Thanksgiving week coming up. Uh, make sure we give thanks. Looks like we're probably going to be breaking Brother Dave's into three lessons. Uh, if we have some good engagement, that's what we want. Next week, we will not have Bible study because it's the day before Thanksgiving, and we usually don't. Uh, have it on that Wednesday, but don't get lazy. And the next week, do it right right after that. Uh, the trip to van from the turkey should be gone, and we'll be back uh, <laughs> back serving serving God doing that thing. We're we're about to enter the holiday season, and I just want to tell you guys that we're thankful for you, thankful for the growth that is happening, thankful for the things that are happening online. Um, um, after service, we had another service, and several of our young people got baptized with the Holy Spirit, and we've been praying for that. Uh, and uh, I'm still praying for more and praying for some of our adults to get the baptism of the Holy Ghost and some of our little kids uh, to get that empowerment from God. And thank you, Sister Wolf, and people. I've been kind of tagging through Sue's praise list, and she's going to pray anyway. She didn't need my direction. She, she <laughs> she's got her own prayer. But uh, but we're thankful for all of you for that, our father's children. Be, let's be prayerful for everyone. Don't forget the night of worship. Uh, it's, it's exciting. Um, we had a phenomenal rehearsal um, with, I think, who was represented? Greenfield, us. Um, who else did we have? River Rouge. If, if Taylor couldn't make it, but Taylor will be here. <coughs> Josiah has a song. So at least four of our six churches. Um, we'll be on the stage uh, doing something in some way or another uh, in, the, in the area. And there are quite a few others. Hopefully, they'll, they'll come in. So come on, uh, 7 o'clock, the intercessors, intercessory prayer will start. Uh, 7.30, the music will start. Um, 6.30, it will be sound checked. So if you can, if what do I need to do? If you're doing it on Sunday, um, that's probably what you're going to be doing. So guys in the back, if you're, if you're available back there on a Friday night, uh, if y'all could be running the back, they already got it covered. My team back there, they're, they're good, and everybody else, we, we know what we're supposed to be doing. I'm going to pray and, and let y'all go be in prayer for us and for our family. I've been a little under the weather and beside the weather, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of beside it right now. I'm teeter-tottering. So uh, thank you for your prayers.
Yes, ma'am.